0: Welcome to the Siouxland Sports Insider College Football Podcast. And we are talking week four of the young football season. And uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors right up front. Uh, Docks and Firehouse downtown. And uh, Size locker room for Mitch's segment. And Black and Gold Shop for mine. And i um, like to introduce uh, Gateway 2.0 Grill, um, who has come on board to sponsor the Nebraska segment for Garrett Glass. So um, welcome in, fellas. I'm going to turn it over to Mitch here, and he'll uh, he'll set us up.
1: Yeah, so so far, uh, I mean, good good season. Obviously, you know, I'm going to shout out uh, Kirk Ferentz for his 200 and 201st win. Congratulations there you go. Yep. Thanks, uh, to sir. your Hawks. Uh, yep. You know, Iowa State off to a bit of a sluggish start, but Nebraska – uh, starting to kind of looks like they're starting to come along now with their new reinvigorated offense with a new quarterback and um, going into this week against uh, a Louisiana Tech team that's a bit of an easier matchup. But uh, Garrett, we were talking before uh, a bit of an injury bug to hit the Huskers uh, earlier this week.
2: Yeah, and it's I mean not that there's ever good times for injuries, but at least it's probably your weakest opponent on paper who we have this week to kind of break in some new guys, and it sounds like, I guess i back up here, so uh, Gabe Irvin, uh, Gabe Irvin Jr. and Ramir Johnson, both out for the year done, um, as well as a freshman DB had a little bit of playing time, Dwight Boodle's uh, little brother, but uh, they're two running backs are the, the main story, they're both, I don't know, season, division one running backs, and one's a starter, one's, I guess, technically third string, but those two and Anthony Grant are more, you know, 1A, 1B, 1C as far as who can start. And we had a really good rotation, or Nebraska had a good rotation before before all of this injury news came out Monday. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it is what it is, next man up, Grant's got to hold on to the ball, no more fumbles, and realize, you know, he's the man and just need one of them young guys to, to step up. But, yeah, if there was ever going to be those injuries – you know, this is the time, this is the game, so they just, you know, happens everybody just got to roll with it and make do with what you have.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, just curious on your your thoughts on the quarterback situation and uh, how you thought that Harburg performed uh, this past Saturday, Garrett.
2: (laughs) Very, very good question. I'm going to say, you know, and I obviously don't speak for everyone, but From what I've heard, what I've read, what I've been told, it sounds like Sims will be your starter again Saturday. Okay. Um, You know, a lot of people thought Harburg was starting last week, you know, because it was just time to make a change. In reality, Sims, you know, a little banged up. They kept him out last week. Then here comes Heinrich Harburg, and he just looked so much more fluid, comfortable, in control. You know, did have that fumble where he got sacked. I don't really put that on him. That was a busted blocking scheme. Um, I, I mean, I don't know too many people who can hold on to the ball getting hit like that from your blind side.
0: Yeah, right but. when you get the snap. Yeah, I remember I remember, <laughs> I remember exactly. the play. Yeah, no, that's a bust up front. Yeah.
2: yeah, and he, for the most part, I mean, he ran the ball. I mean, powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, lowered the shoulder, which he's probably been asked not to do so much now. Um, but he, he ran good. He threw it better than most people thought he would. I mean he's no, you know, Joe Montana by any means, but he's he looks the part. He looks good and mm-hmm. um, he made a, a believer out of me. I kinda of thought, you know, we had Sims and then a large drop off to Chuba Curdy and, and Harvard. But he he looked promising. I, I mean now it's I don't, I think he should be the starter. I think most of Nebraska probably feels that way, but I got a feeling Sims is going to be the guy trotting out there and we'll probably see both from what uh, yeah. coach Will said. Um, you could very well see both, even if the score is not lopsided yet. You know, I, I, I'm guessing Sims is on a very short leash and you know, who knows, maybe this is what it takes to get him to, you know, play a little better between the ears. Um, get the mental part right knowing that hey i mess up i do something you know screw something up you know the backup's coming in so this could be the wake-up call he needed who knows all i know is i think he'll be on a short leash i think he is your starter which a lot of people probably say unfortunately but you know right now that's what the coaches believe in so that's what it is. But I, I thought Harvard, his first ever start D1 night game, you know, had to have been a lot of nerves, probably had a lot of family friends there. Sure. Um, did great. I mean, yeah. to answer your question, he, he did fantastic, I thought. I mean, I'd give him a solid B, B plus. Mm-hmm. Um, for your first D1 start, <clears throat> he did fantastic.
0: Sure. No, that's, that's a good analysis. And then uh, kind of my question, then I'll open it up to Mitch if he has any for you. Uh, what's your intel on this Louisiana Tech team uh, that's coming into Lincoln this weekend? <clears throat> Excuse me, and obviously, you know, not trying to look ahead, but Michigan on deck for next week at home.
2: Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I, like I touched on earlier, they're kind of just what the doctor ordered for this weekend. Um, you know, your final. We don't have. We haven't had many of these games lately that you know are give especially gosh we've had riley frost there hasn't been a whole lot of give but mm-hmm. it seems like this is one of those that mm-hmm. should not be a contest um it, it, i mean it, i would be shocked if it was a somehow a four-quarter game um it, it's got to be a matchup nebraska's looking their chops at sea and again it's a a very weak run defense. I got a chance to watch a bunch of their highlights. and mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've got some players. They're starting quarterback who started the season. He's out for the, uh, not the year, but he's not playing Saturday. Okay. Um, so not only is it you know Louisiana Tech with a not-so-great defense, but it's Louisiana Tech with a not-very-good defense and a backup quarterback. I mean, this one should be over by halftime. If it's not, you know, you're going to have some people shaking their heads wondering what's going on. Sure. And and then they're gonna think we're gonna get Nebraska's gonna go out there and get throttled by Michigan, which could be the case either which way. But yeah, I mean it's definitely can't be a look ahead game. And I think, you know, being a home game, only your second home game of the year so
0: far. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think they'll be excited, take care of business. That defense has been yeah. mean, ex- ex- extremely well so far.
0: Defense is really impressive so far.
2: Yeah, and I think you know you put that defense in a home game against Michigan. Yeah, That could be a four-quarter game. I mean, there's no well, reason
0: it, it, well, it shouldn't. Well, I mean, I'm just using the old brain here, but as I think back, I think Michigan's last two trips into Lincoln had yeah, they come down to the wire basically. So that's that game's yes. going to set up nicely next week.
2: Yes, and you know, two was it two years ago? Yeah, two years ago when they were in Lincoln, Nebraska had a t- chance to win that game. Late yeah, that's right. And yep. Nebraska, yeah,
0: they, they did what Nebraska
2: does, and Adrian Martinez fumbles it, and then Michigan kicks the game-winning field goals time, as time expires. And,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: You know, it just add to the heartache of Husker fans of the past 10 years or so. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's been rough, been yeah. rough. But, yeah, yeah. I, I fully expect Nebraska to go out there. They should cover 20 and a half point spread yeah I think I think they do cover and it might not be you know I'm not saying it might not be I highly doubt it's gonna be a high scoring game I mean it could be a 38 to you know 13 38 10 31 10 something like that yeah um which you know with this offense that Nebraska's shown so far this year that, that you know that might be our biggest margin of victory throughout the the season We'll see, but, yeah, I think it'll be, a, you know, one of those get-right games, which should be the second in a row, and then Michigan comes to town next weekend. And, you know, find out a little bit more about both teams next, next weekend. So, should yeah, be a for good sure. weekend for, for, for the Oscars.
1: Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, but, but really quick before we get into the, the other two segments, um, Louisiana Tech's a really heavy-run team. And with Michigan, um, although they do have McCarthy, uh, Blake Quorum's an elusive back that, you know, personally came out and said he's coming back this year um, to try to play for a national championship. Um, defensively, like, what are you going to – I mean, again, it's a definitely a lesser opponent. What are you trying to see out of your guys' rush defense that uh, is going to help you going into to next week against a really, really good Let's Michigan front and a really good Michigan running back?
2: Yeah, and, you know, being a opposing Big Ten fan, I was hoping that Michigan's running back would go to the NFL, call it a collegiate career, <laughs> but he didn't. Um, I, you know, and it's kind of a, a good clash of styles where Louisiana Tech leans on the run in Nebraska. I think it's third nationally right now um, in rush defense. So it's going to be, you know – it, it if they can have some success running who knows it could be a game if nebraska focuses on stopping the run like they have so far this year um like i said uh, third total in, in rushing defense which I, I think they do i think nebraska shuts them down i mean week week one louisiana tech they did beat florida international but as a team they rushed for 178 yards i would be I, i'm going to be disappointed if they if they're anywhere near rushing for 150 yards against Nebraska even in you know if there is some of the cleanup stats and involved um I just think Nebraska's rush defense has been arguably not even arguably it's been the bright spot the defense as a whole but the rush defense has been surprisingly better th- th- than what we thought I mean I would be shocked in fact i feel more comfortable betting on mm. you know under 150 rushing for law tech than i would taking nebraska on that 20 and a half point point spread yeah uh, just think it plays into into their favor right? i think that that's really going to help nebraska just knowing you know and they're getting more confident every week northern illinois had 75 yards on that last drive last saturday before that i think they had 75 total yards in, in the entire game um which is just fantastic to see, you know, especially comparing it to some of the defenses these yeah. past seasons. Um, very much, I think it favors Nebraska. And I'm excited. I'm excited for Blake Corm to come in in mm-hmm. um, Michigan. It, you know, I fully expect Nebraska to lose that game. But I do think Nebraska, obviously, it would be, you know, Rutgers is their first, is their hardest test so far. They,
0: yeah, they, they they've really, yeah, Michigan's really been able to pad their stats so far
2: yeah um, I mean that's a very untested schedule.
0: Yeah it is and I mean you you I mean let's give Nebraska credit here um you know you started the year up in Minneapolis playing the Gophers who they're you know they're pretty steady eight seven eight nine win team and uh, you know you guys went up there and basically I thought you were in position to win it and then uh, uh-huh. you know you go to Colorado that's a media circus there handle that environment until things got away in the second half. But, uh, you know, I'd say you guys have definitely have more of a litmus test um, than than Michigan so far this season.
2: Which is a a very good point to make. Um, And Nebraska's defense had shut down Colorado that first half. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, and then how many times can they trot back out there when the offense turns it over and puts them in a bad position? I mean, it's the yeah. dam's bound to break e- yeah. eventually. Yeah. um You know, especially with your back up against the wall like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think Michigan, and it's odd because, you know, growing up, Marty, everybody remembers, you know, every year you had a Michigan Notre Dame you know, oh, yeah. conference game. Yeah. And, I think Michigan is the only. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're the only team in the Big Ten who didn't play another Power Five team in the non-conference.
0: Yeah, I believe you're right. Yep. Which you would
2: expect that, you know, from maybe I don't know Illinois, uh, Maryland, Rutgers, something like
0: that. Indiana, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. But Mm -hmm. not Michigan. I mean, and then they. Right.
0: And it wasn't like they were
2: playing. You know, Central Florida from a couple of years ago, Cincinnati's <clears throat> team from last year. I mean, they're yeah. playing Bowling Green, who gave them, you know, a lot more than I'm sure Michigan fans thought they could handle. Uh,
0: yeah,
2: uh, picked them off three times. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> who yeah. knows? never say never, I guess. But I, I, I'm excited for that game next week, and I'm not gonna, I won't get off on a whole new subject. But yeah, I think you go out there, you make yourself better, mm-hmm. fix some stuff. That, that needs to be fixed now, work on what what you need to improve on. And yeah, get turn the page, get ready for Michigan and the Big Ten slate and try to get to a, a gosh dang bowl game here. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Cool. I mean, yeah, no Huskers <clears throat> fan's gonna be upset if they finish the year six and six and go to a bowl, which I never thought I'd say, but we'll be ecstatic.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, get yeah. get that done. Figure out a way. Oh, and yeah. I, I think the Big Ten as a whole, not as tough top to bottom as it has been yeah. recently. So yeah. Yeah. we'll see L- long season, a lot left to
0: go, but yeah, we'll get talking about the Hawkeyes now, Mario. Yeah, that's right. First of <laughs> all, we'll, we'll, yep. We'll, uh, we'll jump over here to Mitch and, uh, check in on his Cyclones, um, uh, Mitch's segment presented by size locker room and, uh, Mitch, uh, rough road trip. Um, but, uh, opportunity, um, a balance for the Saturday with Oki State coming into town.
1: Yep, just checked and the offense does still have a pulse, so that's <laughs> that's important. Um, no, just you know, I think it's kind of the, one of those games with Ohio. You kind of just throw it behind you, keep it in the review, far, far in the review, and just you know, you don't look back from it. Yep. One of those games <clears> there. Um, just gotta so, move on. A lot of things that went wrong that you know I feel like they could have uh, kept in in check, but. It didn't. And, you know, Ohio came out and they were the more physical team and they just won the games. What they're going to have to do this week against an Oklahoma State team that, you know, the last we talked about uh, eight or nine years has played in a one score game against Iowa State. Whether it's a win or a loss, it's always a really competitive game. And this week's going to be no different. Uh, it's a three-point spread right now to Iowa State. I like the points for Iowa State. I like the bounce back, mm-hmm. especially all the scrutiny that Matt Campbell's gotten in the media, um, people talking that Rocco Beck needs to be the, the backup to J.J. Cole. And You look at Rocco's numbers, and they've been exceptional, mm-hmm. uh, minus a couple of the turnovers. Over the last three weeks, go um, look at it. Offensively, Oklahoma State's a little bit poised better than Iowa State is. Um, they score only 20 points a game. Iowa State right now at 16 and a half. Um, but defensively, uh, they, they are weak everywhere. And it's not very uh, common for a Mike Gundy-led team to be weak on defense. But uh, uh, they give up uh, or 371 total yards, 130th in the nation for total yards given up. Uh, they've given up 20 points, uh, given up conversions on third down at almost an uh, eclipse of 40%. Uh, just a team that kind of lets the floodgates open. And uh, it's going to be an opportunistic time for the Iowa State offense to come back after a loss, play at home, play in front of your home fans, and regain some some credibility from your fan base inside the locker room, everything like that. Um, I think there's enough talent on both sides of the ball, especially defensively. But on the offensive side of the ball, to be able to move the, the ball down the field, we can score more than 16 and a half points a game. Like, this is an offense that can easily score in the 30s. Um, it just hasn't gone to that point yet. Uh, offensive line needs to play a lot better. Um, obviously, need to not have guys that get food poisoning the night before. That's pretty critical. Yeah, that doesn't help. Uh, But get get your offense back out there. I like what I've seen out of the tight end so far. Um, Easton Dean, Brommer. I like uh, the Brommer kid. A lot, lot, of, lot of promise there. Um, and then just getting a rushing attack going. I mean, this is a team that – notoriously the last five six years has had nfl running backs in the backfield this year iowa state's rushing at 86 yards a game Uh that's not iowa state football it's 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 not a success to win the game when you're only sitting back and you're like hey the offense is only going to rush for 80 90 yards a game we can sit back and, and play the pass and then all of a sudden rocco's reads are taken away from him. how do you expect the offense to be successful you can't do it that way Getting the running game established against Oklahoma State is going to be huge. Um, we have a plethora of running backs that are able to do so. Um, I know Eli Sanders, I think, was a little banged up. Abu Sama um, limited on carries. Uh, and then you have Cartavius Norton, who's taken the, the bigger load uh, in the backfield. Just go out and, and win your position battles. And I think they'll, they'll be in, in good shape on, on Saturday. You know, it's going to be a game that there's a possibility. I think it's a 3 o'clock kickoff. Yep. could be a little cloudy. could be a little rainy. So play some old school Big 12 football. Yeah. Yeah. It might be sloppy, but that's going to go in, in <clears throat> effect for you guys. So it's going to help out. I think the the main bright spot has been our special teams, which i never talk about with Iowa State because the special teams are usually the weak spot of it. Tyler Perkins has been one of the best punters. In, uh, and, you know, when we're usually talking about punting, we're talking about Iowa because punting is winning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, you know, Tyler Perkins has done a great job flipping field position for us. Uh, um, we have a good leg um, field goal kicker that missed two field goals against Ohio. I thought one went in. Um, but, you know, with the two missed field goals, I still have confidence in him making from, from distance. Uh, and it's, it's just going to be a, a game that if they can win in all three phases of football and come together and, and do all the things that Matt Campbell preaches about in his press conference – um, this game could get um, kind of ugly for Oklahoma State. I think. I think Iowa State comes back, bounces back, has a really good game, um, and hopefully, I'm a I'm a lot happier camper than uh, on this Sunday than I was last Sunday.
0: Yeah, no, I like Iowa State this Saturday <clears throat> for the reasons you mentioned, but I just um, I look for them to bounce back at home, and Oklahoma State's kind of teetering a little bit, um, you know, internally, is what I've been reading, and um, you know they're. They're, uh, they're not real focused right now, so I think it's, it's a great opportunity for Iowa State to take advantage of playing at home, and uh, that crowd will be into it. So uh, best of luck to the Clones this weekend. Um, next game up here on the docket, um, Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, this segment presented by Black and Gold Shop. Uh, Iowa heads to Happy Valley to take on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Um, Penn State uh, 3-0, Iowa 3-0, sets up for a good game. 14.5 point spread, Penn State favorite over Iowa. Uh, Night game, CBS and uh, whiteout in full effect for Saturday night. And uh, Iowa, unfortunately, um, in the win last week, um, lost, you know, well, a couple running backs didn't play, and they're not going to play this week either. Uh, that being Caleb Johnson and Jazzy and Patterson um, are ruled out this week. So you're looking at LaShawn Williams in the backfield, and then uh, two true freshmen uh, behind him uh, the Molten Kid and uh, Terrell Washington, the true freshman um, from Texas. So, um, going to be interesting. Um, they are forecasting rain out in Happy Valley for Saturday night. So, which could be some of an equalizer for Iowa, um, but uh, Iowa, in order for Iowa to be in this game, in my opinion, they got to be plus two in turnovers, and uh, they got to make something happen um, in the punt return game uh, to set up the offense, and uh, also, obviously, Iowa's punt game um, needs to be on point with Tory Taylor um, to go ahead and put. Put the Penn State offense behind the eight ball and make them go 80, 85, 90 yards for a score. So, contrasting styles, Um, Penn State likes to go to the air, but they have two excellent running backs as well. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. I do know that Iowa's defense has allowed one touchdown or less in 12 of the last 16 games. And another stat that I dug up was Iowa 6-0 and on grass over the last six games. So, you know, we'll see if that comes into play at all or not. Um, I was reaching and grabbing for what I can get to kind of, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, make sense, uh, uh, kind of find that gap between the injury situation and uh, just what they've done as a team uh, as well lately. So, um, looking forward to it. Uh, the uh, Aller kids, a hell of a quarterback for Penn State, and uh, should be just a dynamite night for football. Mitch,
1: yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great game. Big test, I think. Um, Fourteen and a half is a lot of points. It's a lot man. of points. That's yeah. a it's a lot of points. Yeah. You know, you, you look at the the matchup that they've had before. Um, all good games. Last like four or five games between Iowa and Penn State have been really, really good, really close. <laughs> uh, and I think this one is is close as well. I think you you. You hit on it early, um, wanted to be plus two in the turnover margin. I think a turnover is key in this one um, just because of where they set um, they set up. I think it's got the feel of like the 2021 game, 23-20. Yeah. Um, sets up uh, late interception, late turnover, or maybe even a uh, field position battle where Taylor backs them up, then they, they forced a punt, a late Iowa field goal. Um, could be the the difference in this one. I just I, fourteen is a lot of points, and I do understand that everyone has their you know criticisms about the the Hawkeye offense. <coughs> and, you know Brian Ferentz has to score twenty some points every game to make sure he keeps his job. I, I think that there's too much that's looking at the Iowa offense and not enough that's looking at the Iowa defense. That is going to set up this Iowa offense to be successful the whole year, and it's gonna it's gonna be a a thing that if Penn State overlooks them, Iowa's going to flex their, their muscles on the defensive side of the ball and keep this game close.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm hoping for that scenario to play itself out. And the best thing that Iowa can do being on the road, needless to say, score first. I don't care if it's three points, uh, preferably a touchdown, but get on top and make them punch, counter punch there at home. Uh, so that you don't get behind the eight ball right away. Try to take that noise out of that Yeah, crowd. exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, try and, try and uh, you know, take some noise out of that stadium. So, um, going to be a hell of a game. Great weekend for football. Um, any final thoughts
1: on any games at all, guys? I was going to say, too, we, we do have, just not just our games, but I was going to ask each and every one of you, um, what's besides our three matchups, what game are you most looking forward to watching on Saturday?
0: For me, for me, um, it's Notre Dame and Ohio Ohio State. State. Yeah, so um, I'll probably have the whole two TV deal going on because I think they play at the same time as Iowa and Penn State. So um, to me, that's an intriguing game. I mean, personally, I like Notre Dame at home um, Saturday. I just I'm not sold on Ohio State's quarterback situation as of yet.
1: Yeah, they came on NBC, too, and it is at 6.30 as well. Yep. Garrett, what about you?
2: Yeah, I, ironically enough, and I know we talked about this before before the show, but Iowa State minus three, I know that's one of us, so it doesn't count. I, Iowa Hawkeyes plus 14 and a half, that's another one. Yep. Um, actually, really like that, I mean, not to get off <clears throat> subject, but you look at the Illinois game last week, I think they both had, Iowa and Penn State both had 21st downs. Uh, Penn State just etched him out on total yards. Pretty close if you just look at the box score. Four picks and a fumble from Illinois. Five turnovers to nothing they committed. Yeah, it, you know that will do you in. I, I think I was going to go there. Anybody who thinks this isn't going to be a good game or a close game to me is crazy. I think it'll be. barn burner down to the wire um but most intriguing we touched on this a little bit too but I cannot stand Oregon but I can't stand Colorado even (laughs) more and and I never thought I would root for Oregon but my gosh do I hope Oregon shuts off the Deion Sanders stuff (laughs) um but I like Deion I just it's too too much noise and hype surrounding them yeah um I just I want them to get beat. I was a huge Colorado State Ram fan last Saturday. And yeah. Went to went to bed uh, broken hearted. And, uh, <laughs>
0: the Rams the Rams the Rams held in there, man. They played I pretty good. Him.
2: Yeah. Way better than I thought they were gonna be. Yeah. Um, yeah, and
0: you know, kind of a connection there, but isn't Jay Norvell next Hawkeye? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, C- could
2: but, he coach down the road?
0: Could Could he coach down the road? No, I said he could be a Hawkeye coach oh, you know, oh, down the, oh. down the road you, someday. You never know, man. That, his, his name doesn't always come up, but he's done. He did some good things at San Jose State, and uh, he's trying to get that Colorado State program turned around. But yeah, yeah he. They, uh, they were
2: impressive.
0: Yeah. Yep. They look good. They look good. Let's um, give us yours.
1: Yeah. What do you got, man? So I like uh, UCLA Utah. Cam Rising might be back. They're still working on that knee. Uh, More news will be out later on tonight Uh, Mm -hmm. on it. uh, 11 versus 22. It's a ranked matchup. Pac-12 playing way before dark (laughs) at uh, (laughs) 2.30 kickoff local time here. So, uh, you know, last year it was a game where UCLA and, um, you know, Robinson at quarterback came in and just kind of lit it up against Cam Rising. 42-32. It's the makings of an, another Pac-12 just high-scoring barrage game. Uh, UCLA's offense this year has been lights out. I like Utah's defense. You get rising back, evens out the playing field. Just a great game, 230 game. It's, good it's a good one to kind of get you set and ready. You also have Alabama Old Miss. I mean, yeah. every slate from 11, 230, yes. You know the the six o'clock games and the night games are all those perfect. windows. Are, yeah, they're full. perfect for for this yeah. Saturday. I'm excited, man. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna plop my butt on the couch and I'm not gonna move for for seven <laughs> <or> eight hours. <laughs> yeah,
2: and that the Utah is kind of a a weird matchup in, in the regards that you know they they came out with second and third string quarterback in week one against yeah. Florida. Yeah. And they looked like a legit top 10 team Utah did, and then they, you know, turn around, play Baylor, yeah. and, you know, a Baylor team who was coming off a disappointing loss, not to mention they had a backup quarterback in, and Utah, mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of got lucky to win that, and
0: then, yeah.
2: lackluster, slow start at home against Weber State, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. UCLA might be sneaky good, like Mitch said on offense too. It'll be a good game. I mean, it's yeah. like he said, top top to bottom best Saturday hands down so far. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, good, good call on
0: that game. Yeah, yeah, should be should be a fun weekend, guys. And uh, thanks again to Firehouse, Docs, Size Locker Room, and the Black and Gold Shop, and Gateway Two for making this. Uh, podcast possible. Have a great college football weekend.